Hello everyone, you have reached the Self-Love Society. Welcome. This is a podcast for people who are on the journey of self-discovery and wellness with a dash of foolishness sprinkled on top. It is a safe place to learn, laugh, and discover your own individual path. Hey everybody, welcome to the Self-Love Society. This is Inkiru, the love guru. And this is Tony Gillen, licensed professional counselor. Can't forget them accolades. How y'all doing? It's been a minute. It's been a week. And we missed y'all. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you guys rocking with us for our first episode. If you haven't heard it yet, check it out. We talked about the black vote and the black, um, just the collective nature of black people mm-hmm. and how we vote. Um, it was a pretty good episode and we would love for you to hear it. But today we're going to talk about something different. Yes. We? Yes, absolutely. So first, uh, we want to do a recap of last week where we yes. talked about, you know, our affirmations absolutely. and our journal prompts. And we're going to touch base with you all on that. So your affirmation that you had, what were, you, what were some of your thoughts on that? Did you... How did you use your affirmation that you presented to the people? About from last week. Mm-hmm. So how I use my affirmation. And for those of you all who don't know, who don't remember, uh, the affirmation was, um, well, one of them that I wrote down. Actually, hold on. Hold on. I had them both. I had all three years now. Um, where we at? Where we at? Uh, oh. I choose. What was it? Three If you got it. Oh, I thought I wrote it down here. Oh, here it is. What I need and want is important and it matters. That was one. Mm -hmm. Second one was, it is okay to say no. Mm -hmm. And the third was, I choose my happiness above all else. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. Let me tell you something. Last week was a stress. (laughs) (laughs) Let me, in all kinds of ways that you can possibly conjure up together it was a stress like collectively i think the entire nation went through a mental stress of and we kind of still are a little bit we have a little bit of a sigh right now but just the uncertainty just the anxiety of everything that was going on with the voting Mm -hmm. culture um it was a stressful situation and if you're anything like me or if you're a person that is going out to work and being around other people it started to get to be a lot Mm -hmm. and sometimes you have to learn to say no Mm -hmm. i don't want to talk about this any longer and i found myself practicing that a lot last week because Everyone wants to talk about break down every little thing. Want to be an analyst off of CNN or Fox News, and I just wasn't for it. I I couldn't. Yeah. I could not. The memes were funny. I, the memes <laughs> were lit. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Mari took the cake for me. Did you see the Mari meme? No, I didn't see that. Mari what? said, "In the case of 244-year-old America, you are or are not, not the president." <laughs> Wow, <laughs> that's how that's how I, old the United States is. Too, I, that's years? what that's what Mari say. I, I guess so, but I just I just and and I've and, and that's another thing. That's what I realized. Speaking of me, I'm gonna touch on that now. I realized that we as 
millennials, I guess millennials and Gen Z, mm-hmm. like we have very unhealthy coping mechanisms. <laughs> <laughs> we laugh at everything. We are so inappropriate. We, <laughs> well, you know what? That's just that's just our people. We just a lot of times it. That's what comedy is. Really, yes. it's, it's the pain that we deal with on a daily basis. And so when people are able to just put it together and everyone relates to it, it's yes. just so funny. Like the, the Nevada with the guy, 41, 42. I didn't see what? that, but I've been seeing that. Yeah, okay, so you I know. I saw the one with Brian and I. He was like, ooh, <laughs> 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 They was like, that's how they count in Nevada. Yes. Yeah, Brian and I, so, oh, man. Oh, my man. God. I was like, this is taking four Ever, forever, forever. I, honestly, ever. I checked out after the first night. I, well, we we stayed up um, the night of the election, like the yeah. uh, the voting. Yeah. And it just seemed like I don't know what was happening. I was like, "Look, I'm going to sleep. This is this is so too much. long." And then a few days went by. I'm like, "Has this ever happened before?" No. Normally, the president it normally is, doesn't take this long, and which is bad. I because, figure it's because of COVID, and you know, everyone did the mail in ballots, yep. and and so yeah, it was bound to happen, but. It was funny. I tell you what, y'all made it very entertaining out there while we waited those few days on the results. And it was amazing to me how how emotionally invested people were in mm-hmm. this election. Like yeah. people were literally crying and people in tears. People are still you know with the results and it's like, wow. People still are. Yeah. Though. And that's the thing, that's when that's when you start to realize um a lot of people make put a lot of their identity into labels or boxes mm-hmm. or things of that nature instead of figuring out like one little part does not make who you are you know what i mean mm-hmm. um being a republican does not determine who you are being a democrat does not determine who you are or libertarian or independent or any of those things does not determine who you are yeah and when you rest your everything on that one label then if things don't go your way you're creating a very fragile reality for yourself mm-hmm. yeah. and that's and that's just the thing that where it's just like i don't think people that's when you have to like it's you have to be you have to be a little bit more healthier than that yeah you have to know how to say no you have to know how to create some sort of separation like boundaries yes mm-hmm. and that for me, that's how I applied um, my affirmations from last week. Did you apply any of them? So yes, the one where you said what I need and what I want, or what I need and want is important and it matters. For me, um, that meant a lot to me mm-hmm. because I have always been a healer. Yes. In terms of always making sure that everyone else is okay uh-huh. and always. Um, just trying to be a support for other people. And so a lot of times what that leads me to is feelings of obligation or feelings of tiredness or, you know, we talk about like pouring into other people, but when people are not pouring back or when people are, when they have holes in their their container, we talk about the colander, then that leaves (laughs) both of you all depleted. So for me, it made me more cognizant of what are my needs? What do I want? You mm-hmm. know? And a lot. I, would, I would say that for me, it's like, I think I'm at a place now in my life where I'm more selfish. 
But you know what? But not we, in a negative way. But it's that's the thing. A lot of people, a lot of people think that um, it's wrong to be selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't mean to be, you know. Sometimes I might quote the Bible, y'all. Yeah, don't don't kill me. But you know, even <laughs> even uh even like the uh, the Bible tells you, you know, love others as you love yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to learn to love yourself first. Uh-huh. You have to put energy, effort, love, kindness, all those things into yourself, so you know what that looks like True. in order to give it to someone else. A lot of times we we demonize giving to ourselves because some people. Um, overly do that you know Mm -hmm. what i mean but um you should always have a healthy boundary or healthy level of respect and love for yourself so that you can know what that looks like Mm -hmm. period so when people are giving things to you you can know what that looks like Mm -hmm. when you are or loving on someone else you can know what it's supposed to look like but a lot of times we move from a place that we don't know what it looks like because yeah. we didn't even put the effort in to figure out what it looks like. So, yeah, that's you know, true. and so it creates it creates this thing to where we feel, like, especially if you are a healer like mm. you are and you are a person that gives a lot of your time, energy and effort into helping and healing others. You feel guilty doing it for yourself because you feel like, oh, well, I could have been giving this time to someone else who needs mm. but you can't you can't help somebody else if mm. you don't have it you know what I you mean know, the, the way that I always presented it um, not always but the way I learned it was self selfishness is putting your wants in front of others needs mm. and self-respect is putting your needs in front of, in front of others wants and so we want to move towards being less selfish and more about being more self-respectful of ourselves. Mm. Um, and that's how I look at it. And so it makes you have to check and see, okay, what do I need right now? Like, do I need some time off? Do I need a five minute break? Do I need to walk away from this conversation? Do I need, you know, do I need to go to sleep tonight? Maybe I, I shouldn't go out or maybe I shouldn't hang mm-hmm. out or go to work, you know? So maybe I do need to go get some rest. And what so, about okay let me challenge that postulate okay, okay? oh using big a, words on me. get my dictionary <laughs> postulate what is that okay i'm smart well, but i ain't this you are very smart stop it <laughs> okay so what about what about happiness what if i want to be happiness happy and my happiness um causes me to not give the other person they, they may feel like they need to be around me, but them being around me challenges my happiness. Well, then like, what do you I choose? I feel like in that situation, it'd be more of they want to be around me, but it, it feels the one is so strong that it's more of a need. It feels like a need, but it's not really so, a need. I think that when you have a case of two people needing something, uh-huh. then that's where you learn to compromise. That's where the, uh, the idea of kindness... And I'm, I'm dropping all these gems I learned in therapy myself. <laughs> you know, we talk about the, the the difference between being nice and being kind. We uh-huh. always try to encourage people to be nice. Mm-hmm. And being nice is putting other people in front of you. Yeah. But being kind is a mutual happiness and disappointment. So mm-hmm. we're both compromising. And so um, I try to make sure I'm kind so that 
I don't feel like I'm just giving it all and mm-hmm. someone else is getting everything else. And so okay. I say, okay, where can I meet in the middle? You know, maybe the situation is, I don't even know. I don't even want to come up with a random conversation. I just <laughs> want to clear that up before somebody latched on to me. You know, uh-huh. Tony. Well, you he, know, so he's professional. He said that my needs are always first. Yeah, over your wants. But you know, you say, know? say for instance, sometimes that say, ain't it. Like I said, say for instance. Okay, I said before. Say for instance, my my need is I need rest. Right, I need to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Or no, you know what? I'll take it here because this is a hot thing. My need. We're having an argument, and my need is I need to walk away because this is not going to be a fruitful conversation, and. Me continuing to talk to you is not going to yield any kind of positivity. Mm-hmm. So my need is to walk away. But maybe the other person needs you to continue talking. Oh, messed up. Uh-huh. And so that's where you're kind of using your kindness to say, you know, hey, how about this? How about we have this conversation a little later? How about we, we cool off for about two hours? Mm-hmm. Let's get our thoughts together. Let's Reaching bring the thing. emotion down. Right. We call a timeout on the play. Flag on the play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Call the timeout. Let's regroup. Let's talk about, hey, what are, our, what are we what are we seeing out there? What are you noticing? What's, you know, what play do we want to run? How can we be successful right. when we resume this game? Right. And so, for me, that is kind of being kind and having more self-respect because you're you're including yourself in the situation mm-hmm. instead of it all being all about the other person. So I feel um, like a lot of times we don't include ourselves mm-hmm. and that's why we attach any time that we do include ourselves, we attach the word selfishness to it mm-hmm. because we feel like any time that we're putting ourselves um first it must be selfishness. It has mm-hmm. to be, right? Yeah. Like we we go we go there and it's like I don't want that to be the notion. I don't want that to be the reality that we think that every time we choose self mm-hmm. cuz it's important to choose your happiness when um when it's necessary. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A lot of times you have a lot of people who will forego their happiness because they don't want to appear to be selfish or they don't want to appear to um, be ungrateful or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be when really they need to choose their happiness. They need to choose something that is um, edifying to their soul and their spirit yeah. instead of, you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times... Um, we have issues with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I know I have before. I've had issues. I'm, I am a, I am a habitually happy, happy person, mm-hmm. and I like to consider others before me. Um, I like to know that everyone around me is happy, and I have been guilty of that. These is my confessions, y'all. I have been <laughs> guilty of that, like yeah. time and time again. Even, even still here in 2020, I have been guilty of having moments or situations to where I will put another person's situation or their need or perceived need in front of something that I know w- that would make me happy, mm-hmm. or will. P- put them in front of me to the point to where I know this is not going to make me happy, but I'm going to do this anyway because I know this person needs this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that situation, while you, it's a noble gesture, yeah. but you don't have to fall on the sword. 
True. all the time. And a lot of times I feel like healers um, feel that we need to follow someone mm. all the time. Yeah. And it's like we don't. We live, we live like in this society where it's, it's frowned upon to put yourself first yeah like is. not even just like putting yourself first but also bigging yourself up yeah like, it's like people feel like oh, they I can't get, that's why i keep telling you every time when you make this this intro and you always say tony gillen license yes you better say that license therapist yeah, big yourself you, up no, I was you drinking, don't like I was, to say it I, no I, I i like to say it it's just new because i never it's never been like my title behind me because i've been practicing for but you the last two it. years, so now it's like, oh wow, it's kind of like when someone is gets their doctor, yeah. and now they're like, wow, I'm a doctor. Yep. Now I'm not going back to school now. <laughs> like, I've, I've done enough school. I'm not doing no more homework. Not going you back. Know? But yeah. yeah, so um, you going back? No. They gonna pray uh, um, to them African um, angels. No, unless somebody <laughs> comes to me and say, hey, if you get your doctor, we will pay you an extra hundred thousand dollars a year. Then I would consider it. Other than that, no, I will pass. Anyways, the next thing we talked about last week was the journal prompt. And the journal prompt was, what is the smallest change I can make to help my people? And like I said, this is not focused on one particular group of people. Whatever whatever group of people you identify with, you know, we're talking about you. You know, your community. Mm-hmm. It could be your community. It could be your neighborhood. It could be your ethnicity. Whatever. Whatever you identify with. Maybe it's your um Maybe you're a member of the LGBTQIA community. Um, and so, you know, maybe there's something you can do to further um, your group. And so um, one thing that I wrote down was um, I said being an authentic per- person, positive person of myself. And so the reason I'm, I said that was because I work in a predominantly white community mm-hmm. um, in out in St. Charles County, and so a lot of times I'm one of the I'm one of few African Americans that are in the in the area. So when I work in the schools, a lot of times there's no other African American teachers, which that's a whole other issue for another time. But you know, and so for me, I take that as an opportunity to show people of other ethnicities um, what a black man is like. You right. know, which I mean, it's sad, but hey, I, I get what I get, and I'm, I'm used what I got, and so for me, it's like, okay, let me be the, let me just be myself, because I'm, I feel like I'm a positive person. I am an authentic person. I'm a, a person who's always striving to help people, and so I try to portray that more at those schools, so that because I always feel like, you know, these kids may never see a black person in their life. They may never get to know. They may never get close enough to. A person of color or in my case a black man mm-hmm. to build a, a, a connecting relationship and so what better what powerful thing is it to say you know what maybe I never met any black people but I had a black therapist when I was in school right and he was so cool or we had a great connection like they can always use that to propel them in the future so that when someone presents this negative view of what a black man is mm-hmm. they can say that's not true because I knew this person and that's awesome and each and every way like mm-hmm. especially when um even for like you're you're speaking that and uh from my understanding you're speaking that from a notion for people from different races experiencing black people but even for a lot of black males who don't have a black representative in their home mm-hmm. or in their life you know what i mean 
they don't have that that's just as important for that situation as well mm -hmm. because when there are a lot of black men who grow up with um, a lot of strong um, female presence in their lives and they don't have that example of a man that looks like them mm -hmm. they may have a man but the man doesn't look like them but yeah. they don't have the man that looks like them to give so that's also um a benefit of you being your authentic self mm -hmm. so it's a it's a two for one that's yeah. awesome two for one two I two like for two dollars right what about you would you feel like the smallest change the smallest thing you can do to further your people i feel like the smallest smallest tiniest thing that i can do to further my people is to be accountable for my actions mm. preach on it reason why i feel that is because um i feel that each one of us are small individuals or microcosms of the entire universe and um what we do um in our body or in our own um vehicle or you know where our soul is housed is a reflection of the larger collective mm -hmm. so if we um are diligent in um, being responsible and respectful um to um ourselves yeah then we can amplify that narrative to um the community at large mm -hmm. i agree uh, yeah yay look at you this is positivity i, I can't okay? help it this is me being myself if you was a superhero what what, what would be your, like your ooh, special power ooh. if i was a superhero what would be my special what, what, oh what my would you God. want your power to be this is listen to me i am a marvel <laughs> i love random super, question i love superheroes so uh -huh. this is really hard for me uh you, you, I can't. I can't choose just one. Just choose a power. What you go you first. I got to think. I already know. So my power would be the ability. You already know. I feel like you didn't think it out. No, I know. For I real? Know. These questions are probably going through my mind. I'm, I'm a thinker. <laughs> and so when you see me in public, my mind is, there's like a million thoughts in my okay, head. Okay, I know mine. Okay, go ahead. My superpower would be, you remember Captain Planet? Mm -hmm. Remember the little kid with the heart ring? Yeah. That's me. So your power would be heart. My power would be You'd like a care bear. He's like probably. Let's do the care bear <laughs> No, like my <laughs> no to like to like um, infuse love into the world and um, one. So, so how would that look in like twenty twenty? Like people be ready to kill each other. You'd be at the. Uh, I feel like I feel like in all kinds of ways. Like a lot of time people don't people. People don't feel love with inside of themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or people people change things about themselves because they don't love themselves like to just infuse love and kindness i just feel like that would be awesome <laughs> stop I laughing just, at I'm me i'm just picturing like there's <laughs> somebody walking, walking down the street and they like yelling and they just upset and then you come down and you swoop down like hey don't yell at yourself here's some love <laughs> and the love just shoot out your chest like a caribou well it's better than now violence like, you know what you're so right captain love I'm because not. because i because the opposite of war is not you know it's peace and love so mm. that's how you combat war you don't combat it with more war true you combat it with its opposition it's just peace and love so mm -hmm. you know to to 
eradicate all of that kind of negativity. Mm. I, if I had a superpower, I would want the ability to fly. Now, I used to think like I wanted to be able to teleport and stuff like that, but I like. I want to be able to fly and view the See, scenery. See, that's why I said, why you make me pick like, one? I would, I would fly to like Africa or Greece, you. and I would just look at the ocean as I'm going. Like I can fly fast or slow, but it would be, be an ability. I would have the ability to sightsee as I'm going, and I would love that. But you know what? Teleporting wouldn't be bad neither. If I can teleport to other country, I mean other worlds. Okay, that's you deeper than you going deeper than I was thinking. That'd be dope, I though. To, I was trying to stay on Earth. If I went to another world <laughs> and the whole world was like a tropical, I like that'd be dope. What if you teleport to another world and they were like in slavery time? I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> what if you like teleported and you was like on the plantation on another? Like we starting this over here. here. I'd oh, be happy that I have. The ability to teleport. But you wouldn't be able to infuse love, right? Or you wouldn't have the I love I wouldn't power. have that. Because oh, okay, you see. said I only get one. Because you could but, infuse love but on the But if I could have infused like, love, oh. there wouldn't be slaves. Yeah. True. But if you went to that planet. Yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. But I can't get there because you only gave me one power. Yeah. You only got so one power. So mean. <laughs> <laughs> For real. So before we get to our topics today, let's just check in with each other. Yes. How have you been doing? Oh, mm. I feel like every time you ask me, things is just blah, 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 blah. Well, I, I thought maybe we might talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so, as you all know, yeah. Um, if you um, if you watch the first podcast, you know that this one's a little late. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, had a little uh, upscene. We got got, y'all. Yeah, we got got. St. <laughs> Louis got got me. St. Louis got us. St. Louis did welcome me in you know um, you know surprise you know surprise let me take all your stuff let out me take court. your let me let me <laughs> let me get you one time you know yeah oh, um um i got i got got um and took 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 some of some mm. of the equipment but you know what mm. it's all good because yeah. it is the topic of today we are being very resilient yeah and we are bouncing back from that and we're talking about that today that's actually the topic of today so um i um dealing with that was a lot Mm -hmm. uh for me um coming out the heels of what we talked about last week oh you were so so sad when you called when you called me i was like oh man what happened listen i thought you was gonna tell me you had covid i'm like man (laughs) i can't be quarantined for no two weeks i got things i would never do. do you like that lord jesus listen so when you said that, I was like, oh, that, okay. I, I was like, really? That's not as bad as I thought I it felt was. really bad because I was like, man, we recorded this episode and it's gone. Oh, it was fire, too. It was we had a good lit. episode. And I, was like, I was like, and it's gone. I felt so bad. And I feel like um, in that situation, even like you talking to me that day, like I realized how much, how unproportioned <laughs> my consideration is like I consider I realized in that whole situation like it took me a day it took cause that first day couldn't nobody talk to me Mm-mm. like um I realized how much I was more concerned about everyone else and how the time and everything else yeah. 
you know what I mean? And how it was entrusted to me and how this happened. And you helped me realize, you know, okay, Sharif, but you, you, I mean, you know, you're the one that just went through the situation. Mm. Take some time to yeah. like, recover, you know, like mm-hmm. it's not that big of a deal. You're, you're putting more on it than what it is. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I think that that was an important lesson for me. Yeah. And, you know, it, I think it was um, necessary because I needed one more week with our um, affirmations from last mm-hmm. week. And I needed one more week for that to settle in, to choose myself, to mm-hmm. set some boundaries and do all yeah. those things. So that was good for me. So, um I feel like, like we, we said that earlier, like, yeah. you know, I feel like God was like, hold on, we I know y'all just talked about this, but I got some more stuff for y'all. Hold to talk on, about. wait a minute. I need, I need y'all to feel what y'all, yeah. what this subject is. And so let me do a little bit of extra stuff. For yeah. You. And then yeah. also, um, yesterday, um, I got some terrible news. Mm. Um, my um, eldest sister, her father, um, who uh, stepped in like a uh, surrogate father to me once my father passed away Mm. um passed away yesterday and um yeah so just you know i'm here you processing i'm processing and i'm pushing Mm -hmm. that's where i'm at i'm pp processing and pushing that's that's where i am (laughs) pp I'm not mature enough for this. <laughs> so, so that's where I'm at this week. Um, I don't have a proper emotion to attach to um, to where I am. Um, so, I can't really give you a barometer on that. You. Like, I don't know, like if I'm numb You're or. Like a limbo. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm taking, I'm taking your advice. What is, what is the tiniest step that you can take? There we go. So that's where I'm at. I'm taking the tiniest step. Mm -hmm. By PP. I don't know about that. You got to change that one. (laughs) It's not going to work out. Get some paraphernalia, get some some merch with PP on it. No, I don't know about that one. (laughs) Go back to the drawing board. I'm but push, you know, I'm gonna push that into existence. I, I think that you know, when you're going through grief, yeah, you know, there's a rush of emotions from all over the emotion wheel. You yeah, know, feelings of sadness, of anger, of um, disappointment, and then you might have feelings of joy for you know, maybe a person was going through something and you felt like they had they finally had peace, and so there's like a rush of emotions all over the place, and so sometimes when you're overstimulated emotionally. Yeah. It makes you feel numb because you're like, dang, I, it's just I can't, I don't know what else to feel. Genuinely, the first feeling that I had, I was triggered immediately mm. because um, when I found out, obviously, I went back to when I found out that my dad died, mm-hmm. and then. Um, a rush of emotions came to me of how traumatic that was for me and how heartbroken I was 
And it broke my heart because I didn't want that for my sister. Yeah. I didn't want that for her. I didn't want that for her other siblings, his other children. I didn't want that for them. You know, he has um, a very young daughter. We That's my little sis, Millie Millie. Um, and she's... Um, and she's going to be 17 this year. Yeah. So she's <clears throat> young, too, too young yeah. to lose her father. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, I, I just, mm-hmm. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know how, like, they say, you know, God brings you through things or brings you through circumstances and trials and tribulations to help another. And... In that moment, I think it triggered me that you've been through this. Now it's your turn to. And then it made me think, did I go through this mm-hmm. or did I avoid it? Mm. And now it's time for me to, to deal with it. To deal with it. And am I ready to properly deal with this mm. to help another person? So you feel like you haven't dealt with it? I don't. I think that's where I'm at. And it's like, you're still figuring know. out if you if you dealt with it or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can. That I mean, I would I would imagine that feels very confusing and yeah. it can kind of be overwhelming too because you're like you're just trying to feel you're trying to feel your way through it and you're you're running into dead ends and then you're just like I don't know what to do I don't know what to think I don't right. know what to say and you're just at a loss for words. Pretty I don't know much. what it's like to lose a parent, so I don't really have the words to describe what that might feel like but i would imagine that that's really tough yeah i would imagine that's very heartbreaking especially you know thinking about the relationship i have with my parents yeah to lose one i don't know what i would do honestly it's a weird feeling i mean i know i would work through it but i don't know what that would feel like it's it's almost like losing your hand Mm. like it's so weird it doesn't even feel you know like you always feel no matter how old you are you always feel like a child because you got your parents. You know what I mean? But like when one of them are gone, one of them is gone. It's like you you almost feel like will they say next up? You are, it's, it's 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 weird. It's like I shouldn't feel this way. I should feel like I have this covering, this protection of you know your parents give you security. Mm-hmm. You know your your whole life. That's all you know is the security of your parents. Mm-hmm. And then once that covering is gone, and it's not like it's removed because this person has moved away or whatever the case may be, because in all those situations, you can always go out and, and reclaim. Mm-hmm. This is gone from yeah. the existence, this plane, mm-hmm. and there's no way to reclaim it. You find yourself like, I don't know, it's weird. Mm. I wonder if it's different for, say, for instance, you're, you know, you're a man, you're, you're an adult male, and your father passes, and now, does it feel different than when, like, your mother passes? Considering, like, I would think that, okay, my father passed, and so now I feel this feeling of stepping up and taking on yeah. the mantle of, that my father left, but I wonder if it's the same as if, like, if I'm a boy... Or I'm a man, and my mother passes. Like, is that different than when my father passed? I think it might be different. And then, as a woman, like, I think it might be different. I think, for me, um, 
being single, maybe that has a lot to do with it mm-hmm. for me. Um, you know, the father represents that male energy that is in your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's your balance. So it gives you... It's supposed the, to be. Yeah. Well, you know, for me... I, yeah, for you. I It was my balance. I had a very good relationship with my dad. Me and my dad were like this. We would talk mm-hmm. for hours. You know what I mean? About all kinds of stuff, you know. And my dad would go over a cliff for me mm-hmm. whether I was right or wrong that's probably not a good thing but it's truth you mm-hmm. know what I mean I was his firstborn, his only daughter so he would literally <laughs> try to kill a rock mm-hmm. for me if he could he would say that all the time I kill a rock for my daughter <laughs> <laughs> and so it and, and the thing about it was it's like to not have that and also not to create unhealthy attack, you know, because you're looking for that balance so that you can feel comfortable enough to move about the world. Yeah. I don't have to attach mm-hmm. or leech on to someone because I have this pouring into me all the way. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you're a man, you always have that feminine, soft, nurturing energy from your mother. Okay. You know what I mean? And if your mother is no longer, then you don't want to attach yourself to any random woman just looking for that nurturing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's like the big issue, like when it's opposite, you know, opposite, like a daughter and a father or a son and a mother, like you feel that. Void. It's like a, a person has a need for that masculine or feminine energy in their life yes. because they don't if have you it. Don't, if you don't have it already. Yeah. Like, so say for it would be different, like, if you are in a relationship where you're getting that energy already. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot easier for you to cope. It's not going to be this. It's not going to be easy. It's not easy, but, but it's, it's going to be It's a lot easier. easier when you have, like you said, when you have someone that feels that void. Yes. In, in terms of the feminine or the masculine energy. Yes. Void. Okay. But if you don't, but if you don't. Then it's like you have this dilemma. Okay. I have this void, but I don't want to attach this responsibility on anyone. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just weird. It's just a weird, a weird limbo. You know, as you were talking, it made me think of like, we talk about strategies for dealing with grief. Mm -hmm. One of the strategies is what we just did. We talked about, you know, your, your father, Mm-hmm. And your your experiences with him in your life, and a lot of times when we're dealing with grief, where we have this void that we are, that just it's just it's huge in our life, and we feel it. And so the way that we deal with that void in our life is by filling it with those memories that we have with that person that mm-hmm. that the void is for. Yeah. And so like if I if you, oh sorry, you losing your father, you talking about him saying I'll kill a rock. <laughs> Like, it's those moments where that helps you to deal with that grief yep. of that person not no longer being there. It's filling them with those memories. Uh-huh. So you did, you you were just working through it right here. Hey, Look man. at this. Look at this. Man. In therapy. Hey, ain't that what we're here for? <laughs> yeah. We in session. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's what we first play. We in session. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. what about you? How uh, you doing this week? Oh, let me take a sip of my wine. Oh. Hold on. 
Y'all need to get my cup. I don't know. I just been on a wine kick lately. I, uh, what you I, drinking? I am drinking some Merlot. Yes, um, nice my favorite. I, I love the dry wine. The the dry. What the Tony Baker be like? The, the dry. dry. It's so dry. Yeah, I love the dry <laughs> wine. I feel like a man when I drink dry wine. Do I you? Like, I feel like hair instantly just grows Uh-oh. in all places when wine when I'm drinking dry wine. Holland. Yeah, but uh, uh, hmm, how am I feeling? I am feeling pretty good. That is great. Um, I, w- I I would say the last week, the last two weeks have been somewhat overwhelming. Uh, I think I have so much. I have so many things going on in my life right now to where. You know, on top of, you know, being a therapist and learning to um, be connected, but but healthfully detached from my clients and their issues, mm. but also um, being a father um, and trying to provide and be and be able to raise emotionally, physically and emotionally responsible adults. You know, mm. that's a task in itself. And then trying to make space for myself. Like, also, you know, trying to figure out what my career is going to look like going forward. And mm-hmm. then just making time for Tony and what does he like to do. And, you know, being around positive energy. And, yes. you, know, and you know, just doing something. Like, with COVID, I don't really have the ability to go to the movies anymore. That was like my self-care is going to the theaters. Yeah, I love now, that. Now, I, I think the theaters are open now, but it's nothing planned that I want to see. You know, and then I don't know if I feel safe right now and so i don't really have that them theaters was dirty before COVID. yeah so i mean you, i don't know i went to some nice ones i'm just saying i went where i would go at, them theaters was 30 dirty i would go dirty to theater, dirty not the ones i went to the ones i went to were nice and the clean nice ones too i would go the people like oh far away where where there was no one there and i would go at times when nobody goes to the movies and i would just have a whole theater to myself and i would just love it and I'll sneak my little M and M's in there because that's See? my favorite candy. I'll, you know, I might, you know, I go to. You was really sneaking stuff in there. I was walking oh, yeah. stuff right in there. Nah. Ain't nobody finna stop me. Look, I don't know. This is, I guess, this is what I was brought up at. We had that big bag, <laughs> but I will get my big jacket and just throw. I, I have a big uh, pockets Ain't and I throw my little M and M's in there. And I will give me a water bottle, you know, and I just be in there. And I might go to Walgreens like, hmm, how I'm feeling today? And I have all the M M&M and M flavors. Like, hmm, you know what? I'm feeling peanut today. Oh, I'm feeling pretzel. You know. Anyways. Crack it up. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm doing really good. Um, trying to think of anything significant. Um, sports yesterday. Um, no, my Cowboys. My Raiders. Are you a Raiders fan? Absolutely. Okay. So my Cowboys, got, uh, no, I don't. That? I just didn't know that. Oh, okay. I don't have no beef with the Raiders. Oh, you bet not. But you know, my Cowboys, they had a. You know, this has been an interesting season. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know, I don't know. I, I don't have any expectations, and so I try to see the silver lining in every game, and I'm just like, you know what? What's They're the silver? Line? What was the silver lining? They almost the, won yesterday. You really thought they was finna beat the Steelers? They almost did. But you really thought that was gonna happen. I didn't think anything because I have heels, no I have no on the expectations. Heels of all of the I go into every game saying, you know what? Let's just see what happens. That's how I approach life now. No expectations. What happened? What's going to happen? Didn't today? the coach just break the history? The who? The coach, the Steelers coach. I don't know. I think he just. But you made know, history. I think that I think that they played the pretty well. You know, considering that Dak Prescott is injured. You know, friend of the podcast. 
and uh, this is a friend of the podcast. I'm speaking into existence, you know. And so, you know, considering they don't have him and they had a backup quarterback and they always beat the Steelers, that's promising. Um, I don't really keep up with college football as much, but University of Florida has always been my team. Um, and I think they they had a big week, victory this weekend, didn't they? Yeah, you know who, who else beat? had a big victory this who, weekend? Who did Florida beat this weekend? I feel like they beat Georgia. Was it Georgia? Georgia. Yeah. You know who else had a big victory this weekend? Who? Roll Tide. On a bye week. Okay. They on a the, bye week? Yeah, on a bye week. They had a bye week. Oh. And they had a big victory this weekend. They ain't going to win the championship. You want to know how they had a big victory this weekend? What? Because Clemson failed. And how they fall? They, they lost? Oh, yes, to Who Notre Dame. To? Oh, Notre Dame. Yes, and now well, Alabama is, is like, number one. Notre Dame number two now. Yeah. Ohio number three. Alabama. Alabama. They'll get there, but they're not going to win it. Say it. Say it. I'll sock you, I promise. They're not going to win it. Are you crazy? They're not going to win it. They are. They might get there. They might. They'll get to the playoff. Who do you really think is going to beat Alabama right now? Everybody playing like sucks. I never trust Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Notre Dame is not. Notre Dame couldn't beat Alabama with Thanos. Don't play with me. (laughs) Said they had the ring. They couldn't. The the, the, the Not even gonna happen. Not ever. No, I don't know. I don't. LSU playing like trash. I don't keep up with it enough. Georgia trash. University of Florida. Trash. I don't know. He said, I don't know. I can't even, I don't even have no argument because I don't really watch. Oh, I know. People finna be all in these comments Mm -hmm. talking about some, I know she didn't. Yes, I did. (laughs) Roll Tide. (laughs) Okay, well, now that we've checked in, let's let's get to some of our topics. So, like uh, the beautiful Nkiru, the love guru uh, stated before, we're talking about self-care and dealing with the unexpected. Yes. Which we all can say that we've dealt with because yes. life is a, a series of unexpected events yes, that we must is. learn to deal with and grow through and, you know, and, and live through. And so, um, My, one, go ahead. You, you go, go first. Go ahead. You go first. My first question is, um, what tools can be used to overcome adversity? What do you think? My my tool that I I use to overcome adversity, 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 adversity. <laughs> it's her anniversary. It's late. Uh, no, um, my tools that I use to overcome um, adversity is to um, look for the lesson in the blessing. Okay. In any situation. The lesson in the blessing. Mm-hmm. Any situation. Mm-hmm. Tell me more. Every situation has a lesson and a blessing in it. Every one of them, mm. even the most crappiest of crappy situation, has a lesson and a blessing in it. Okay. Okay. Let's just take my crappiest of crappiest weeks. Okay. <laughs> I just went there. <laughs> so, the lesson that I learned from being robbed in St. Louis. Being robbed. <laughs> being robbed. Bamboozled. Hoodwinked. Let us straight. <laughs> The lesson that I learned is that um, I learned a lot of things. Um, I learned um, that um, everything's not going to go your way. Sometimes mm. you're. Sometimes a setback is necessary. You know what I mean? Oh. Um, we talked about how this this was the topic that we talked about that got stolen. Resilience. 
Mm-hmm. But at, um, stole and, resilience for real. Right. And what we talked about was great. I mean, I can't. I I want to capture everything and and It'll come back up eventually for real. And 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 put out both episodes like I really do. Um, but um, and if my computer ever gets returned, uh, we will put that out as a bonus episode. The, um, the, 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 the original the original <laughs> but um, well, I mean, to reintroduce myself. right but um but i uh i i learned that i learned that you know it's not gonna it's not going to always happen the way that you want it to happen yeah. and for me that is a pivotal thing for me to learn it was a blessing for me to learn that and the blessing on top of that it gave me an opportunity to reevaluate Make sure that the path that I already set in place, because I have a tendency to make a plan. Okay, this is my plan. This is my step one, two, three, four, five. And now I'm going to execute the plan. One, two, three, four, five. And sometimes step three ain't the right step three. Mm. You know what I mean? And by me getting to step two and having step two go horribly wrong, it gave me an opportunity to reevaluate step three and put this situation together in a better situ a, a better way. Yeah, and that's a blessing ultimately. Mm-hmm. So either way, you win. Is that what you're saying? Win. You always win. You you. That's unless, the name of the game. I you win. Die, then you don't win. Then you I win. You win still. Cause you go to heaven. Okay, that's, you always win. Okay, we always win. You got me. You got. <laughs> you me. always win. Remember that? Remember that movie? Uh, big. What's it? Big Daddy. No, babe. Uh, with Adam Sandler. Ba- oh, I, Big Daddy. Was it Big Daddy or uh, Baby Daddy? What was it? Big I don't Daddy. know. He was like, I win. Name of the game is oh, I win. Yeah, it was Big Daddy. I need to watch that again <laughs> just to bring it back up. He's like, this game makes no sense. Mm-hmm. I win. Doesn't matter. Matter what happens, I win. Yeah, yeah. I I think that in dealing with adversity, for me, I've always well. I don't know if I've always been this way, but at least as long as I can remember, I've always been a person that I just kind of take things as they go. Um, I don't. I tr- when things happen, I try to just tell, ask myself, did I do everything I could? Like, and if I if if I did, or maybe I didn't. What can I do now? Mm-hmm. And like, you know, when you told me about, you know, what happened with the with your car, <clears throat> my first thing was, okay, well, now what? Because, I mean, sitting here getting upset and crying about it, it's not going to change anything. Not to be insensitive, but it was just like, okay, well, all right, it's stolen. It sucks. What can we do now? Can Cry. we still record? That's what can I can we do. Still, do we need to get more computers? Let's follow police support. Like my thing was, okay, what can we do now? And so, I think for me, dealing with adversity is recognizing your control, mm-hmm. the things you have control over, and the things you don't. Right. Um, and it's I, once you identify those things, then that cuts the issue in half because now you're not worried about the things you have no control over. Those things are in a pile somewhere. Right. Now, all you can do is focus on, okay, I do have control. Maybe um, something didn't work out. Maybe a job didn't work out. Maybe mm-hmm. a relationship didn't work out. And we're sitting here wondering, like, okay, this sucks that this happened. What can I do? Like, okay, well, it happened. So now you can you can pick up. You can recognize what you could do better next time. And then you could just do it. Mm-hmm. And you can start intentionally taking steps forward 
to right the wrongs that you they maybe you had mm. you know and so for me like that's how i would deal with adversity most times in my life you know i think sometimes if i'm you know being transparent here it might have come from disappointment <clears throat> i think that when you've had disappointments in your life mm. it causes you to deal with issues differently so yeah because now you're you're dealing with it with expectations of how they're supposed to go mm -hmm. and so when it doesn't go that way you're like dang this really sucks yep and it hurts but like being i think being disappointed over and over again in my life in different ways it i develops think thick skin it develops the sense of okay i've been down this road before so yeah. now okay what can i do you right know, what can all right, what did I do wrong? What did I, what did I do right? What can I do better next time? What do I have control over? What do I not have control over? And now I can just deal with the things I have control over. Right. Because that, that gives you more power. Right. Because I think that when you're dealing with an unexpected situation and we're talking about um, Tools. dealing with adversity, you're dealing with a situation that you didn't ask for. Like, you didn't ask anybody to, hey, come break in my car at this time of night. No, you never did that. And so it was, it was unexpected. You didn't plan for it. And so now you have this situation that you didn't ask for. And now you have to figure out, okay, how do I deal with it? Right. You know, and so when you, when you don't, when it's not something you had control over, you feel out of control. Right. And so the best way to deal with feeling out of control is to regain some control. Mm -hmm. You know, so what can you control? The things you can't control. The things you can't control, you can't. Right. And so I look at it that way. Um, yes. I mean, that's... So that's your tool. That's your tool, tool is um, figure out what you can control and focus your yes. attention on that. Sometimes I even write it down. I'll mm -hmm. you know I I journal and so I'll write it down um, and say okay what what happened in the situation, what areas do I have control over? All right, and I'll write those things down. Yeah. Maybe I even do a column: things I have no control over and the things I do have control over. And then I'll take that paper and I'll rip it in half. And the things I have no control over, I'll throw it away. Because I don't okay, I, yes, I have nothing symbolic. to do with that. I have nothing to do. I can't do anything about that. Yes. And then symbolic. it leaves me with half a paper of things that I can do. And I can go through and check things as I get done, as I mm -hmm. go through them. Yeah. yeah. That's a great strategy. That's serenity prayer. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. Hey. Yes, it is. So, um, so my question, it yes. kind of actually it goes along with um, you know, what we were talking about earlier with you know, your uh, father's passing. Mm -hmm. We talk about grief. And we uh, the question I came up with is, what do you feel is an appropriate time frame to go through grief? It, 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 what, what? What do you feel? What do you a, mean by that? Like, how, how long do you think it, what do you think is an acceptable time frame to go through grief? Do you, think, do you think there's a time limit? No. no. The time okay. limit is... However long is necessary. Okay. Um, when you're talking about um, a loss. I, now, there are multiple different kinds of grief. Okay. And um, when you're talking about the losing, the pass, passing of a loved one or um, from this uh, third dimensional plane, mm -hmm. um, there is no right or wrong amount of time. Okay. Um for that person to um, grieve that situation. It's just important for that person to start the process. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and walk along their pace, however long that may, however quick or um, slow that may be. But 
there's also other situations like you can grieve the loss of a relationship. Mm-hmm. You can grieve the loss of a job. You can grieve the loss of opportunity. You can grieve the loss of all kinds of things. I can grieve the loss of my computers. I can grieve the loss of all kinds of things. But I think when you're looking at things of that nature, um, it's important to put some sort of cap on things of that nature mm-hmm. for for the for your health. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because if I sat back and just went on and 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 wow, this happened to me, whoa, it would handicap me. You know what I mean? Okay. If I would sit back forever and think about how this terrible thing happened to me and say, oh, they stole these things from me. Now I can never do what I love anymore because they took something from me. Okay. Um, yes, you grieve it because it's sad and it happened to you and you have emotions and you should feel your emotions. But at the same time, at some point, you have to bounce back. You have to get back up mm-hmm. and, and move forward where you are and move out of it, you know? So... Um, so it sounds like you're you're saying that we're going to go through these different stages of grief, but there's some intentionality that you can use within each stage to help you better deal with it. You have to. Mm-hmm. You have to implement. You have to. Yeah. It's not going to implement itself. You know what I mean? You have to be intentional about wanting to progress yeah. through the process. If you're not, if you're very... Um, nonchalant about it or um, indifferent then you're going to stay very stagnant Mm -hmm. and it's going to feel like whatever it is that you're going through is lingering forever Yeah, because you're not intentional about one day I can be resilient and come out of the situation Mm -hmm. you know what I mean Um, now I'm not saying you know Losing a person um, through death is a whole different other animal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, while you can be resilient, you can come out, you're never going to be the same. That's, it's just you're not. You're not going to be the same. Um, you're going to be the same person that you were. And I feel like that's maybe the same for any situation, I guess, in mm-hmm. grief. You're always going to be changed a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But change isn't always bad. Sometimes it's good to be a different yeah. version of yourself. I think yeah. grief results from anything that you've grown accustomed to in your life and it's taken. Yeah. And it could be a person, it could, you know, it could be by death, it could be an end of a relationship. Mm-hmm. It could be your children leaving the household. Yeah, emptiness. Be, yeah, it could be anything. And it's it's a void that is now in your life that you must replace with something else. Right. And a lot of people feel this, like we talk about unexpected situations. Sometimes grief comes after an unexpected event. Like you didn't think that someone was going to pass away. You didn't right. think that you wasn't ready for your children to move on out. You didn't know the relationship was headed in that direction. It was, mm-hmm. was going to be over. You had no idea. And so... You're you're still grasping for control, right? And when I feel like when when a person is passed away, you're dealt with, you deal with it a little bit differently because they're they're gone. You can't like reimagine them. You can't, yeah. you know. Some people try to by repl- trying to replace them with someone else, but you never get that back because yeah. that person is gone. So 
you know, we talk about like the Kubler-Ross method of uh, mm-hmm. the Kubler-Ross model of grief, and we talk about you know the stages of denial and anger and bargaining and depression and acceptance. I think that you know for the original question of how long do you think is an appropriate time to go through grief? I think grief is a lifelong process. I do. I think that it gets easier with time, but what helps it get easier is being intentional throughout those stages. So when you're in denial, you know having some affirmations that mm-hmm. help you through it when you're angry having your coping strategies to help mm-hmm. you get through it you know when you're bargaining it's going to therapy yeah. and talking those those scenarios out with someone that can help you process it effectively and then depression and you know when you're talking about depression yeah you're talking about your thought process and using uh, cognitive behavioral approaches to help you to process through those thoughts effectively as well. Right. You know, and acceptance is, you know, accepting that life is the way it is and accepting what you have, you know, the control that you have in your life now, you know, what, what can you do instead of focusing on the things that you've lost? What did you gain? Yeah. You know, I think, um, like I was saying earlier, as far as like implementing that mindset of lesson and blessing, type thing to all those things keep being in the mindset of okay this is what I learned from this but this is looking on the bright side in each one of those situations will um um yield um more positive results when trying to move from one stage to the next Mm -hmm. when you're in a bargaining situation and you're trying to bargain oh this isn't happening this is this blah 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 if I can take the time in that situation to say, okay, well, maybe it is happening. Okay, if this is happening, then what am I, um, um, why is this happening to me? Or why did this need to happen? Or whatever the case may be. And now that I've asked myself those questions, maybe I can get to the bottom of what the lesson is that I needed to learn from that situation or receive from that situation. And doing that, can yield a blessing. You know what I mean? Because now I have, okay, this is my lesson. So now that's bless. Okay. That's, that can help me move forward to mm-hmm. my next step. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But I feel like you have to have that balance of, um, mindset. You have to have that, um, positivity, but also the acceptance of this, this is happening. This, this is it. This is mm-hmm. happening. Okay, let's figure out why this is happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. the lesson part. Like, yeah, you're taking your control. Yeah, back. you got to. There you go. Yeah. You got to. You got to just. Mm-hmm. This is it. This is going on. Okay, why is this happening? Let's get mm-hmm. to the bottom of this. And then once we get to the bottom of it, the reward is okay, now we have an understanding. Mm-hmm. I have an understanding. I know which way I can go or mm-hmm. to go. Because I have a better understanding. Yeah. You know, one of the things that um, I think is a good tool um, is this, especially when dealing with uh, depression and when you're dealing with the grief state, you know, grief cycle. Um, and like I said, they're nonlinear. So, uh, you know, they you can go through different stages at different times. It doesn't just go all in a line. Sometimes you're going to bounce back and forth. And, you know, I know for me, like, my grandmother's passing when I was a freshman in college, that really, that's probably the most significant death I've ever had in my life because she was like a mother. She was one of my mothers growing up. And Mm -hmm. so losing her was a huge void in my life that I 
you know, had to work through. And I think even now, like I've gotten a great handle on it now. Sometimes I intentionally put myself in the cycle. Uh, Ooh, so like, child. Like I, what I do, I, I have this, I'm a, why, T? I am, a, I am a glutton for emotional. You struggle. like to feel. Like, I you love really feeling. do. I do. Bruh, not me. I love <laughs> feeling. Like, so what I'll do I is. I feel all day long. After a long period, after a time has gone by, I'll have this feeling of, you know what? I want to think about my grandmother. And so what I'll do is I'll play this song. Uh, it's I Wish You Were Here by Jamie Foxx. I wish you were here. To see the things I've done. Why would you do that? I listen to that song, and every time I listen to it, I cry. Tears, I of course. It. And I, after I get down, I'm like, you know what? All right, that felt great. Move on with my life. That, but I just sometimes I just need to. I just get, I just get in that that mode. Where I just like, you know what? I want to think about my grandma. You I just want to flush the emotions. Yeah, because like it's and it's not like I I don't think about her. I, I would say back in the day when it happened, I thought about her often, but. Now in my life, I think about it every once in a while. Maybe it's your way of remembering. But it's kind of yeah, it's kind of a way of still staying connected to it. Yeah, to where she's not. It's kind of like a, um, you know, in Coco, the movie Coco. I have an ofrenda. So yes. Yeah. So in Coco, like so yes, the you know, ofrenda. It's like the people I, start to disappear if you start forgetting about them. As I just as thought you, about that. As you were talking about that, I said this is. This is like I actually have an ofrenda. What is my, that? Help so me. That's 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 where they kept all the pictures on Coco. Okay. Where okay. they put all the ancestors on an ofrenda or an oh. altar, oh, and oh, and Lord, basically uh, you come you come to um, the ofrenda and you tell. Um, the members of the family about each person. That's where you go. Um, so I have an ofrenda in my house, and on on my ofrenda I have all of my ancestors or all of the, my you know my my grandfather, my grandma, my dad, my cousin, you know my aunts. Mm. I have them all there. So like when my nieces and nephews and they all come over and they look, you know, I have. It, the second you said it, my mind was like, like the old Linda. That 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 movie is that a, movie. Brad, it was yeah. so unexpected. Like I watched that movie. It was a Saturday. I'll never forget. It Listen. was a Saturday, and I took my daughter to like one of her appointments that she had to go. Disney to. is rude. And ain't I was they? just watching it on Netflix. Like, let me just watch this movie. I never seen it, and when it got to the end. <sighs> I was no good. Let I me was, tell you something. I was curled up in a fetal Let position. Let me tell you something. Coco and freaking Moana, they were rude for putting both of them out back to back. Moana got me too. How did Moana get you? With the grandma. And okay. the grandma became the stingray. Uh, I, that, I didn't really have that connection. I that. did because... Um, energy not being created or destroyed but being transferred and okay. how the energy uh was reincorporated into an animal and how the earth was like helping her along her journey mm. to save her family and it listen i'm a set that was a this, very beautiful movie yeah like, disney like the be, way that they animated it it was beautiful disney be trifling how they be <laughs> ripping your emotions up out of you man Look. like Coco. I don't know how these kids just be watching these movies like they nothing because I be no good. No good watching I mean, these movies. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Coco, look, <laughs> when that grandma starts singing at the end, I lost Remember it. I burst, I burst into flames, basically. I was, 
I was done. I no, had, when she hit me with the papa, listen. Oh, uh, I was done. I was like, I'll just, <laughs> just, just, just carry me just up carry out of here. Like, just no, carry Mama Coco. Here. I have no good. Like my daughter came out here appointment. Like you ready to go? No, I am not ready to go. <laughs> I need to sit here for a little bit and just process what I just watched. <laughs> I did not expect this. I was I was going through the whole movie and then that part hit me and I was like I was like why am I crying? I don't ever I don't cry at movies like this. Not Man. that I have a problem with crying, but but I've just, never been moved by a movie. But I think that it, I think that that was important because a lot of times we don't know what to do with the memories that we have of people mm-hmm. and the memories that we have with things. We yep. don't know what to do with them. We don't know how to properly um, memorialize them yeah, or to appreciate them. Mm-hmm. Um, in that movie, um, the Oflinda was a beautiful way. <laughs> that was a beautiful way to, you know, um, Past the mem- like the whole message, like, yeah, Brad, like, this is why we have to be more understanding of different cultures and understand, like, because that is such a beautiful practice, yeah, in my opinion. And that's why I keep an offender in my I think home. it's keeping the connection between the, the generations, yes, you know, because you know, I think as black people, we have gotten so used to losing connection with yeah. our ancestors because you know. Yeah, of, you know slavery and different types of uh, genocide against our people in different fashions, but I think that one thing that we could do better is as a people. I think is keeping each other, keeping the memories of our grandparents and great grandparents yes. alive. The stories, by pictures, yeah. by stories. I, you know, one thing I want to do in my family is like a a, a the book of like so that my family's last name is Kent. Oh. And so I would love to do like a book of Kent where it, does, yeah. it goes through each chapter of families. That's dope. Because my great grandmother, she had 24 kids. Mm. Yeah. And so okay. I have a huge family. Sheesh. And I would love to just be able to you look at this do that. book and see all of my family. And you should do have that. like a picture of all of them and they have the, who they are and what they like. Just You know just what you should it, do? What? You should do, you should, you should embark upon a journey of creating that but when you do it you should do that with your children that would be so dope and a dope experience mm. like of collecting the stories because as you're learning the stories they are also learning the, the stories yeah that would be great that's that w- that's dope that's a lot of family though Man. but that's dope Jeez. you have your whole life that's those are memories you're creating with them i still remember my great-grandmother's obituary it was like 24 children Five, it was like a hundred and something grandchildren. That's crazy. Five hundred something great grandchildren and over a thousand great great grandchildren. That's dope. That was where it stopped. But there's so many of us. Yes. And we all live here like in St. Louis. That's dope though. So it's it's that would be a task. I would need some help. We would need a board in the family. But that's like the thing. The book board. As you as you read Family that's listening right now. I need y'all to uh <laughs> To get on this and help a brother out. This is his SOS. He's sending yes. it out. But I think that, that is, that's a beautiful thing. And as I honestly believe that the energy that you put out into the world will be um, returned to you. Mm-hmm. So as you reach out and you're looking for that, in, you're putting that energy out, I believe when you reach out to family members, you're going to receive that 
um, energy as well, you'll find a lot of people who are probably interested in the same exact thing that you are in. Mm -hmm. Interested in. Yeah. So, um, I got a fun question. Okay. So, this is kind of a shift in the conversation. Okay. What famous person, dead or alive, would you love to provide therapy and our mentorship to? Provide like if therapy some, if to? Someone, if there's someone in the world, we can you can do dead or alive, but somebody you could just sit down and just heal, who would it be? And like I said, therapy or mentorship? Ooh. Maybe even your case, life coaching. Who would you love to do that with? Oh, my goodness. I can only pick one. Who? Hmm. I'm going to pick Chris Brown. Chris Brown. Mm-hmm. Chris Breezy, huh? Yes. Oh. I want to pick Chris Brown. Why Chris Brown? One, because he's very influential. Okay. And I feel like healing him will ultimately heal several other people at the yeah. same time because... Wow. A lot of people were watching him. Mm-hmm. So, strategy. Dealing with, you cut the head off the snake, right? Yeah, you know. Well, not in that way. But, but you know, you know I, mean. I feel like that, um, I feel like if I can only pick one, I need to pick, I need to pick wisely. Um, pick something that will yield, a, that will um, give a return on investment type yield. You know what I mean? I feel like he would, I was going between him and Kanye West, but I, I'm going to pick Chris Brown. Chris Brown. Because hmm. I feel like I feel like there is a lot of um, what he is dealing with um, and the behaviors. And are all from difficulties, I guess, with how... How to, like, being thrown into situations early in life, not necessarily knowing how to handle those situations, having more pressure on you than you need at any given time, and um, being criticized for for being human. You know yeah. what I mean? Not Not to give any approval to anything that he's done, but I'm just saying, like, I feel that um, he can benefit from therapy. I feel like he's a person that... Probably, I'm 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 not trying to judge. I'm just saying yeah, he just, probably doesn't go to therapy. But if he did, it would be uh, monumental in my in my opinion mm. because he's not that far off. He's a he's like a regular he's a regular guy out here really. Like, yeah, he goes but to the same things that I mean all celebrities do. But you know he goes through the some of the same similar things that we all go through mm-hmm. but because he's the person he is and the level he's at in his life and career it's ma- it's like magnified even, yeah. even more so i always say like you never know what people are going through in the entertainment industry yeah. because you don't you're not in the you're not in the in- exactly you're not around the people that are around you're not exposed to the things they're yeah. exposed to and so people just handle it differently yeah hmm That's what a- about you i don't know oh you uh, going to ask the question and well, then, I, I have a few people in my in my. You mind. can only get one. You only get me so one. So I'm trying to pick one. I would choose if I could provide. I wonder if you're therapy, gonna pick one of my other people. I was gonna think if I could provide therapy to one person, dead or alive, dead or alive, famous. 
Um, hmm. Cue the Jeopardy music. Uh, I would say, okay, I'm just going to pick one. Michael Jackson. Whoa. See? Michael Jackson. Similar. Michael okay. Jackson is my favorite entertainer of all time. Why? 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 You know what? I think outside of his music being freaking incredible, I think that for me, I grew up in a in a family where I grew up in a religious family. Oh. The down home Baptist. Oh, yeah. Right. I love the Lord. He heard my cry. The whole church, all that. I grew up in all that. And so we didn't do secular music in the house. Right. What, what, what that, that's the devil's music. Get mm-hmm. that out of this house, boy. So my mom was kind of like that too, but she was kind of shifting because she did her stuff too. She, used mm-hmm. to, she would be like, you know, I'm, so, I'm sorry, mama, I'm putting you out here. <laughs> She would, I didn't tell him to do she this. Would, she would listen to all this amazing R&B music and then look at us and be like, you better not sing it either. So I got to listen to Luther Vandross and I can't sing? Jeez, you just torturing me. So I, it's funny as an adult, like I hear songs, I'm like, how do I know the words of this song? Because I heard them all the time but I couldn't sing them. But um, um, I feel like, so Michael Jackson was like the median yeah. in, my, in my, my family. So it's like, okay, you can't listen to other stuff. But you can listen to Michael Jackson. Everybody likes Mike. Yeah, so my daddy would just go. We would just. Go. I'm talking Michael Jackson with would just man. ring off in the house, right? I'm uh-huh. talking about all of them. Remember the time is my favorite Michael Jackson song listen, of all time. Listen, the video lit, litty. You know what? Actually, my favorite Michael Jackson video is. Well, I have a top three. The first one is Remember the Time. Uh, okay. Not, not in any order, though. Okay. Remember the Time, Bad. I love bad. that. Uh. And then Thriller. Okay, my sister is terrified. Sorry, sis. She's scared of Thriller still to this day. <laughs> my kid, I got my kids watching it now. They're they, they not scared to it? No, they love it. They watch it on, on their YouTube all the time. <laughs> but I would love to provide therapy for Michael Jackson because I feel like he was a very misunderstood individual. And yep. I think, you know, dealing, you know, the insecurities that he dealt with, that... For me, I felt very more connected to him because I was like, here's is a man who had everything. Yeah. And he still wasn't all the way happy with him. Yeah. And it was like, wow, I would love to sit down and talk with him, sit down and understand his story and his insecurities and work on ways to overcome it. Because, like, who he became, he could have became something. I mean, he was already great. Right. But just imagine what it would have been like for him. And I don't know the 100% story. You know, especially about the skin color change. Yeah. But I feel like if he loved himself mm-hmm. and he was unapo- and he was he was a black man, but if he was just unapologetic unapologetically black and loving his skin, mm-hmm. I would just love to see what it would what he what would it become. Yeah. Like what what would he had would he would it, would he have passed from the things that he passed from? Would yeah. he have struggled with would he would he have, have had the issues that he had in his yeah. life just like in general, I, I would love to have sat down and just work with him. Yeah, you know, and and listen to him, and you know, I would have loved to do that. That's so, dope. So that I, would be, that would be my. You want to know what my B and my B and C was? Who was it? B was look him. Look him. Yeah. Okay. And then C was um um um. Amy Winehouse. Huh. Okay. Was good. Sometimes I, listen, cause I feel like she was 
very misunderstood too. I don't know much about Amy Winehouse. Fade to black, you know what I I just knew the the try yeah. to take me to rehab. That's all I remember the song. That was the only thing I've heard of her. And then she was on the Nas album. That's all I remember. You of never I heard of Valerie? I didn't. That Come really on, wasn't T. my music. Come on. That T. wasn't my thing. I'm an old school, you know, I like to listen to the old school R&B, the stylistics, the Delphonics. That's some good music, you know, too. The OJs. Hey, man, and, I like you know, the OJs. You know, the 80s, the the 80s was my era. I wish I would have grew up in... Well, I did. I grew up Feels in like you did. But, <laughs> we was born in the 80s. But I wasn't, like, cognizant of things in the 80s. I was still like, oh, cartoons. I didn't know You're nothing cognizant. about... You know, I didn't know nothing about that stuff. I didn't listen to that stuff when, until I got older. It's like, oh, wow, this music was amazing. I listened you know? to it because I was a child, and I listened to whatever was on the radio. Yeah, and then that Christmas music. Oh. Listen, Christmas music was, I don't know what is going on now. I love Christmas music. That's Christmas, why I love Christmas so That's much. the best Christmas music. Oh, I was listening to that Motown Christmas album. Listen, Ooh. in my mind. <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> listen, listen. I'm oh, telling you. That was my part. Listen. That was my part. Because I listen. had the deep voice. I had this deep voice even in high school. They be like, all right, all right, Tony, sing it, sing it. Solid That was me. So yeah, I love that was me. I love some Christian music. Um so what, what you got? You got I anything have, left? Um What does resilience mean to you? What does resilience mean to me? It's the Merlot talking. Let me get another sip. <laughs> This is I'm on too. Um, fun, re- Tony. Resilience to me, I'm always fun. Yes. Right? <laughs> um, I think resilience to me is our ability to cope with unexpected challenges. Mm-hmm. And challenges. Even, even challenges that we expect. Like I think it's our ability to deal with something and say, you know what? No matter what, I'm going to fight. Mm-hmm. I may not win like a bully right are you getting jumped you may not win this fight but you're gonna go down swinging right right? you're gonna take whatever control that you have and you're going to exercise it to the best of your ability and whatever happens happens right right you know resiliency you know it's funny we were talking about like shooting your shot right Sometimes shooting your shot is tough because you're, you're, dealing, you're dealing with no. <laughs> you're dealing with possible rejection. No, and that hurts. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to be resilient through this this stress. That I'm we are with. picking this up on another day. And I'm just for sure. Yeah, because I'm just going to approach this woman. I'm gonna be like, you know what, <laughs> baby? Let me hold your hand. Let me take you out on a date. Just just go out and say it. But that's you know. But anyways, as a man, sure. But as a woman, that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother subject for another time. um, That we're gonna have fun with talking about those things. We we have so many topics that that come up in regular conversation where we're like, you know what, write that down because we're gonna talk about that soon. But uh, yeah, for me, resilience is it's just like I said, dealing with challenges and just exercising your level of control within the unexpected challenge or expected challenge. And just going down swinging. Mm. What do you think? What my, my mm-hmm. opinion of resilience? Your opinion. I'm, I'm messing. Up. My mouth is all messed See? up right now. Got the stupid mouth tonight. Uh, yeah. What is yours? So resilience to me is the ability to 
bounce back quickly from a setback. Mm. So you already lost. That's what you're saying. All, resilience, you it's necessary for you to be down. Gotcha. Because resilience is the amount of time that it takes for you to bounce back. Ooh, okay. You know what I mean? So some people have little resilience or low resilience because it takes them longer to bounce back. And some people snap back quick. They have very good resilience or mm -hmm. whatever the case may be. We all have resilience. It's just the amount of, of is it good or bad resilience? And it's all based on your ability to work on your um, work on resilience as work on it period yeah. you know what i mean yeah but that we there's that bounce back we all go Snap through back. yeah we all go through setbacks um but we all have to bounce back from it how long how long does it take you to bounce back how long does it depend on the person right? it depends upon the person is there a difference between resilience and perseverance yes what's the difference so resilience is like i was saying you bouncing back from something perseverance is you holding on through something so re resilience something knocks you down so the way i was explaining resilience to me was more so perseverance yes because gotcha. like okay. when resilience when resilience comes something knocks you down okay now i gotta get back up what's that song sometimes love comes around it's like when thanos came and, and, and snapped yeah. and all the people were gone they had to be resilient and come back and try yes. to beat them yeah, come yeah. back, come back up. Perseverance is okay. We about to go through Hurricane Katrina. Let's buckle down and and mm -hmm. and make it through this. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, um, perseverance. You're not necessarily knocking, getting knocked down. You're just making it through a difficult situation. You're pushing through a difficult situation. You didn't get. You didn't have to reset. A resilience is like mm -hmm. a. Uh, reset start select you know start over uh -huh. you know it's that's what it is so gotcha so resilience is after defeat perseverance is through with through pushing through difficulty pushing through difficulty okay. yes hmm. learn something today yay i taught a really smart person something well you're a smart person too <laughs> I, I think it's i even though I am a therapist, I'm a licensed professional counselor. I'm saying that with yes. confidence here. <laughs> there you go. That does not mean that I know everything. I don't know everything about therapy and life. I always tell my clients that, like, look, I am not a professional at life. I have my own shit to deal with, too. <laughs> all, the thing that I'm good at is being observant and helping people figure themselves out. Because for me, I feel as though my clients are the professionals and mm -hmm. I'm the one learning. Come on now. Because they know what's, they know their life. They know their strengths. They know their weaknesses. They know their struggles. They know all of the things about themselves, and they they just don't recognize it in the moment to be able to move forward. Right. And so my, I look at it like this: You're walking me through your house. I have, I don't know your house. I don't know where things are. You're walking. You're holding my hand. You're walking me through it, and you're showing me everything that there's in your house. And my job as a counselor is. I just noticed stuff like, oh, why do you have this table right here? What if you moved it over here? What might happen? Oh, why does your room have this color? Why did you choose that color? My job is to observe mm -hmm. to get you to think about the things that maybe you don't even see yeah. because you're so used to it. It's your home. Right. And so that's that's how I look at therapy. And mm -hmm. so 
I definitely don't know everything. And I'm not ashamed to say that I don't know, which is why I ask a lot of questions. That's it, good. And so, um, so yeah. So, uh, what do we want to do here next? Hmm. Want to do your affirmation, your new affirmation for the new day? Yes. Or, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you can read my stuff, but so um, it's these three right here. I read them to you. Didn't you write them down? Mm mm. Okay. You didn't. All right. Well, good okay. luck. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> good luck. If you want me to read it, I'll read it. Nah, I got it. So, right. um, uh, affirmations. Affirmations. The affirmations for this week. Um, when it comes to the topic of resilience, um, number one is I have the ability to overcome any obstacle. Mm. Come on now, I'm about to fly away and shout. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. I'm finna say that two more times. I have the ability to overcome any obstacle. I have the ability to overcome any obstacle. That's your first affirmation. <laughs> you got it? You need some help? Nope, Call I got it. Phone a friend. Second one is I always take the time to properly decompress when I feel stressed or overwhelmed. I always take the time to properly decompress when I feel stressed or overwhelmed. I always take the time to properly decompress when I feel stressed or overwhelmed. The third one is no one's words, thoughts, or actions will imp- Nope. Hold on one second. <laughs> what is that? It? All right. I'll, Just I'll tell it. me this word. Impair? Okay. I said inspire. That don't sound right. Okay. The third one is no one's words. Thoughts or actions will impair me from completing my goals. No one's words, thoughts, or actions will impair me from completing my goals. No one's words, thoughts, or actions will impair me from completing my goals. And those are your affirmations for this week yep yep those are really good i can't wait to put them into practice myself um so for this week i'm giving you all your journal prompt um and please you know when you all listen to the podcast give your feedback we would love all the feedback we can because we want this to be something that lasts a long time because i think that our community sorely needs this yes um and so if you all have any recommendations any advice any things that you love the things that maybe you think could be better please share them don't hurt our feelings please you know we are sensitive people we are healers we are artists and we yeah. are sensitive about yeah. our stuff yeah. tell them like Eric Badu <laughs> friend of the podcast friend you of know? the podcast <laughs> so, for real yeah so please give your feedback we would love it um, we want you all to be just as entertained and um, and receive the things that you need because um, we're all about healing here um, so this week's journal prompt is uh, considering is about self care the journal prompt is, how do I handle stress? And 
in your any when you when you're journaling, I want you to think about the good and the bad, not just the good stuff that you do, not the good ways you handle stress, but also the bad ways. All all and not good or bad. I changed that. Healthy and unhealthy. Mm, that's that's because yep. good or bad is is determined by who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. Um, but think of the healthy and unhealthy ways that you handle stress. What are those? What are those strategies that you use, healthy and unhealthily? Um, and then I want you to identify a new strategy that you never tried and reflect over your experience. So the journal prompt this week is: How do I handle stress? List the healthy and unhealthy strategies that you currently are using. And then I want you to identify a new strategy that you've never tried and reflect over your experience. So I like a, that. That's the journal prompt this week. I'm thinking about what I want to do. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do. You know I'm sitting here like. Yeah. I have, I've never I've never done yoga before. I, I think Listen, that might be something Yoga is lit. I got to figure out where to go. What you mean? You can go right here in your house. I don't know anything about yoga. I want to go to a class. There's an app. I want to go to a class. If they're open. I'm a traditional person. Like That's COVID. Like, yeah, COVID. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think about something. I got a list of COVID I strategies. I got an app. I'll, I'll, send you, I'll send you a okay. yoga app. Okay. So, yeah, that's the that's the uh, journal prompt this week. Um, so, you know, we've been here for a little bit today. Yeah. We're going to let you all go. But we want to thank you all for tuning in this week. Yay. Um, we, we are so... This is something new that we... Well, I don't know about you, but for me, this is this is cool. I yeah. love this. I look, I'm a, so grateful. I look forward to this. Yeah, this is our session. This is I our know. therapy when we come up. It's in good here. to just be able to just talk about things. Absolutely. You know, and I don't know. It just feels great. So before we go today, I'm going to leave you all with a quote. Um, I don't know if you all are familiar with this person, but her name is Brene Brown. I hope that one day. If our podcast blows up, she would be on our podcast. I would love listen, her to be on there. Listen, y'all, she Tony is, is talking all kind. I'm here for she, this. She is amazing. I love her. She's taught me so much, even through some of the darkest places in my life. She really helped me through a lot. She don't even know me. Um, but so she said something. Uh, she I wrote down this quote of her. She said, in, in, in light of what we've been talking about, she said, only when we are, hold on. Hold on, wait a minute. I got to read my own hand right now. <laughs> <laughs> Only when we are have enough to explore the darkness. Hold on, wait a minute. Let me figure out what I'm trying to say here. The wine, the wine, the Merlot is kicking in. Only when we, only when we have enough to explore. Let me see. Let me help you. See, we we doing this in real time, guys. Yeah, this is this is uh-huh. real. So I got to work on my handwriting because obviously I'll. No, I'm going to look it up. It'd be better if I look it up on my phone. You already sent me the yoga stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> I said, what does it say? Only only when we have enough something to explore the darkness will we discover. You're missing a word. Yeah, I must be. I'm, off the top, I'm typing it in right now. Here we go. Boom. So she said... See, she got so many quotes on so many things. But I'm looking up the quote that I wrote down because I must have missed a word. Um, okay. I think I might be able to make it out. Uh, 
Oh, that's not half. That's brave. All right. Only when we are brave enough to explore the darkness will we discover the infinite power of our light. And I want to say that again. Only when we are brave enough to explore the darkness, we will discover, will we discover the infinite power of our light. One more time, because this is a great one. Only when we are brave enough to explore the darkness, will we discover the infinite power of our light. And that's what I'm going to leave you all with this evening. So, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you. We love y'all for real. Yes, we do. We thank you for the therapeutic um, connection that you guys have given us because this is therapy for us too. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. And it's, uh, it's free. For real. Now, hold on, because I'm a therapist. It, just because it's free here, it doesn't mean you don't go. He said, don't get enough. in my inbox. Everybody, everybody got their own issues that they need to work with individually. So I encourage you all to find a therapist. Then uh, there are plenty in these, this area. Um, if you're listening from another city, I'm pretty sure there are therapists in your area. Um, uh, resources to try psychologytoday.com where you can kind of make pick the things you want in a therapist and they will match you. Mm-hmm. Um, look at my, I'm promoting people. I, look I'm, at I'm you. They have promoting. online therapy. You, yeah. you, you own it. Yeah. They need to be stuck. They need to give us some, some money. I, I, listen, hey, listen, I'm all, I'm all about promoting you all to receive healthy, um, just help, help mm-hmm. in life healing. It's all about healing. And so, so yeah, you can do that. Um, but yeah, thank you all for tuning in this evening and we will hopefully put this out, um, within the next few days. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully we don't have any more setbacks. Oh, we good. Yeah, we 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 not leaving uh, stuff in cars anymore. Now nah, we good. In the house, uh, we resilient over here. I mean, hey, things could happen in the house too, but we we not speaking. We resilient over here. Gonna knock on wood here. So, thank you all, and uh, you all have a blessed evening. Bye. Bye.